ask all my guests uh, two questions. Um, one of them is, you know, um, if you had a time machine and you went back to um, you know, 18-year-old version of yourself or, you know, 10 years from now, some of my guests are, are, are young, so if I say 18, then maybe like five years from Anyway, what would you say to a younger version of yourself? And almost always, it's, you know, I, I would tell myself to be, uh, you know, more calm or calmer, um, to kind of, you know, smell the roses, and, you know, don't take things too harshly, um, you know, try to live in the moment and, and don't create so much anxiety. And um, I do this for, you know, not only for the guests, but, you know, for you guys who are listening, but, but really for me, because it, it's a reminder for all of us that, okay, so we all admit that, that we would tell younger versions of ourselves to, you know, to chill the fuck out. Well, the future version of ourselves may be saying that exact same thing to us of who we are today. What I'm trying to say is, we always lose this perspective of, uh, yeah, we can look back and say, boy, I wish I could have done that, I wish I could have done this, I wish I didn't think like that, I wish I didn't feel this. But while you're going through something, it's really hard to have any kind of introspection because you're going through it and, and you can't really quantify anything and you can't extrapolate anything good it's just I'm, I gotta get through this or I'm enjoying this so the lessons that are, are being obtained it's it's very difficult uh, to try to learn them right then but that's what we do in, in you know in, in class and that's what we do in you know any kind of learning so we just need to remind ourselves that you know, our lives are the biggest classrooms, that's the most important classrooms that we have. You know, life is about learning. And, you know, in this episode, you know, we kind of touch upon, um, I guess I, we, we mentioned depression a little bit. Uh, we didn't get into too much detail. I wanted to be sensitive to, to Josh's background. I, I wasn't sure if he, how comfortable he was about talking about depression. So I'll take this opportunity to talk about mine. I have wrestled with um, insecurity a, a good portion of my life, you know, and I, I think being a, an athlete and, and a performer, you you run that tightrope of you have this incredible insecurity, but you're overcompensating it because you know if you do this thing, you'll get gratitude and accolation, which is kind of weird but and mind-boggling but that's pretty much the formula um even this right now in my life i could tell you things that i'm really struggling with and i'd say maybe you know 20 of you would say wow dude lighten up man that is stupid that's nothing what are you what are you fucking what are you a child that's not like get over yourself and maybe 20 of you would say, wow, dude, that's some heavy shit. I can't believe you're still alive. Like, what's going on? And all of you would be right. 
my point is it's about perspective and what I'm trying to do regardless of what I'm going through is trying to gain that perspective that I'm trying to remind myself that I am in that classroom my life is the classroom regardless of where I go and what I do and all the highs and all the lows and you know what what is your what is your value what is your purpose in life and it can't be to to get a lot of money it can't be to get a corner office if you ask that of yourself and you say I don't know that's a start do you want to find out that's up to you but I mean I feel like that is all of our life's journey is to figure out you know what our value is and and what's really important to us some of us is to find is is to you know be around family and loved ones and or to create a family and some of us it you know to explore the world uh you know what's important to you and you know and and whatever journey you're on to find that i'm I'm grateful that you've taken the opportunity to listen to this show and and have this be a part of your life. And I'm glad to be on that journey with you. And so listening to this podcast, uh, this episode, or any of our shows um, has enabled you to uh, empowered you on that that journey to find out uh, your own personal truth. Uh, That means the world to me. That's exactly why I created this show. my guest today is uh, really about, you know, he's a young man who is on the precipice of, of finding out a lot about himself and finding about truth and, and honor and integrity and, um, and also trying to have a good time. You know, my, uh, he is, um, he's very introspective, uh, very sensitive, but he's, he's just also a cool guy. And, you know, when I, I talk to Josh, I, I know that um, there are like-minded people in this world that you know regardless of background we were all very different but there are some through lines about us that we're all the same we all well not all of us but I think I'd like to think a lot of us are compelled by love and compassion and curiosity so uh, without further ado my great conversation with the uh, future Cybersecurity Hall of Famer, uh, Joshua Moore. You want a podcast? Great. So you have some audio on your website that nobody goes to. You listen in to Vandal Tron's Curious World Podcast. Sit back and relax. Everything's going to be cool. all up and we could all be good you know um so telling a woman to calm down 
Oh, I, always I, works. I, yeah, that always works out well, right? <laughs> the, the number one thing I remember my, my ex used to tell me is just say, don't ever tell me to relax. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just like, yeah, relax. <laughs> but, um, no, I would actually say, uh, for me, the rebel part, yes. Um, but I would say not, not on purpose. Um, I'm definitely very different from Never, I've never been a follower. I've always been someone who just feels like, okay, like I want to question everything. I'm always about, like, I'm wearing a hoodie with skepticism. I question every single thing. Like, it could be something simple as, um, even my, my parents are from Ghana. My mom's very superstitious about everything. She feels like if you put a piece of string on a baby's forehead, if they're having hiccups, it'll go away. And I, and I would ask, why? And she's like, well, that's just something we do. I'm like, why? <laughs> right. And and it was and it's always just this back mean, and forth. Does that uh, does that does that come off adversarial? Um, sometimes it, I would say probably most of the time because my, my family again they're very um, I would say they're a lot more sensitive than me. Um, because again I feel like there's no there's nothing wrong with questioning. I mean, it it depends on your tone obviously on how someone can take it, but. I would actually say that it, there's there's really no problem. Like if I'm if I'm legitimately just want to know, like it, I I just want to know like why do you guys do this? Where did it come from? Certain things I know now, like you know, it's just something that my mom has done, so it's it's not a big deal to me. But I've always came across as um, the 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 one child who's just it's like okay, um, I've always been I guess smart in class, at least from what my teachers have told me, but. You know, I, I always felt like, okay, well, I don't really want to do this because I, I, at the time, I felt a little bit like, okay, I'm above this. Like, I know what this is. And I know that sounds so cocky and conceited. But at the You're time, like, in Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I just felt like, why? Like, it always felt like, why am I doing this? And, and, and I guess I wasn't applying myself because I felt that, like, I knew it. And, and I didn't know those things. It's just that I, I didn't think I really saw the whole point. Like, like it, obviously, if I went back in time, then I would fix all of that. You know, I, I would have been a much better student. And I was a good student, like my last half half cycle of high school. But it, it, I would say when it comes to being that rebel, yes. Because I always felt, let's question everything. I'm not saying that we can't follow whatever it is, but I just want to know why. And I've, I've never enjoyed because I said so or because this and that. Because, you know... I'm, I'm all for at least just just learning like it's, it's all knowledge that, that's how I view it and so I always love when when my nieces when they always ask why they're in that why phase where everything is why 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 and as much as it can be annoying if it's one after the other and you just kind of want to say okay because this I still enjoy it because I, I love seeing that curious mind I, lo I love them really wondering it and, and kids kids don't care like they will say the most honest thing ever and and they don't mean any malicious intent by it because they're kids but they will just say what's on their mind and whereas as adults we we're a little bit more quiet on certain things because we don't want to rock the boat you know you think that's a generational thing like i'm curious to to how does that what what is the connection between you know the 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 sense of curiosity and you know take not not taking because I said so as a direct response. Mm. Um, how's and 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 the rapid kind of volcanic bursts of technology that we have. 
because because I said so. Like if you were in the growing up in the fifties, sixties, or whatever, mm-hmm. like oh, okay, oh go go look it up. Mm-hmm. So now, if you want to know something, like say you and I are debating like a, a athletic statistic mm-hmm. or or how big the circumference of the moon is or mm-hmm. whatever. In the past, we would be like, I bet you, and then that would be it. Yeah. But, you know, obviously you and I could just reach into our pocket, pull out our phone, and, and do it. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that the technology that we have is is creating more curiosity or less? Um, I would say it... Because hmm. you could tackle that in two different ways. So I guess you could say it is creating a little more curiosity because you... you we have that access to just view everything. We do have that access to just, like, uh, there's so many things I Google all the time and that I am curious about. But I guess on the flip side of that, you can probably say maybe people aren't as curious because, like, because it's there, some people might not. Like, let's say um, we come from a generation where, yes, we we didn't always have that that access, but if you're so used to it, some people might not want to look it up like they like it might just for if you're just talking you know you're shooting the shit you know just doing this and that or just talking with your friends but then some people just might not want to look it up because they're saying oh okay i'm just playing and i and i've and i view that like i've always viewed that with some people like it, we can probably get into a conversation about something and it could just be like oh i'm just playing you don't got to go that hard about it it's just yeah. not a big deal it's, i think we've all been guilty of forwarding an article we haven't even yeah. read. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we've all been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. So my, so yeah. So what I'm, what I'm curious about is, how does this, this abundance of technology, how's this informing our, our 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 personalities? Because you know, I mean, we're always. I, I like to think. Hopefully, we're always changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this technology helping that growth, or is it kind of neutralizing it? Um, I would like to say it's, it's helping, just because, I mean, um, I, I get curious about anything that's even the new technology. Like, I want to see what else more I can do with it. I want to see how is it going to help me to actually learn more. It, 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 there definitely can be a generation gap on that of, like, what's different, because I, I, remember, um, I remember someone asked me about, um, do I feel that the new generation, because everything is so, because everything's so easy, is it is there a chance that um, they're not going to look it up for themselves, or if they're, I guess, they're going to troubleshoot it, they're like they're going to call somebody to actually fix it for them. Mm-hmm. So there is that flip side of it of like you know, with the technology growing more and more, um, if you grow up with that, and if you're so used to um, just people doing that stuff for you, just very easy. Is it possible that you really wouldn't look it up? You just gonna call somebody else to do it, or if you're gonna take the time out? For me personally, I would definitely take the time out just because I'm just a curious mind. Um, but the generation, it's it's hard it's hard to tell because I would say for my generation, we're all my, me and my friends, we Google everything. Um, but for the newer generation, um, I'm not sure. For for my for my mom and dad's generation, uh, probably not. I would actually say like she she actually likes to just call them up and, and like if the internet's not working oh like I mean she knows to restart it but if it's but if it's really something she could look up like something very easy or let's say if the, the switch on her iPhone is turned to silent you know 
she'll she'll rather call me up or just call somebody up and say, hey, this is not working. How do I do it? I'm just like, or, or when the there's a power surge and resetting mm-hmm. the 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 blinking clock on yeah, the microwave or uh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she she's that she's that kind of person. Her I would say even with my dad, because my, my dad he has a lot of technology. Like he he um his house is basically a smart house at this point, but. I mean, he just buys. You, it just oh, you mean it. like securities on his phone? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that. he has like he'll have the Alexa throughout the house, which has speakers in the house, so it's literally like. So I'm glad you brought that up okay. because you know you're you're somebody that's um, you know uh, soon to be a cybersecurity expert. Yes, yes. <laughs> so how do you feel about this? This is something that I I think about constantly. So we have all this technology that's ramping up, right? Mm-hmm. That, that that it's that's. Uh, making our lives very convenient, right? So mm-hmm. you you can lock your doors with your phone. You can, mm-hmm. you you can um, you can record your favorite TV shows mm-hmm. from a distance. And if you have cameras in your house, you can mm-hmm. you can see uh, how your pets are doing or your kids or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can secure your 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 house. You've got uh, devices like Alexa, yeah. who even though it's off. In monitoring our, your conversation, Always. so they know like your favorite dessert, or yeah, you know yeah. what's your favorite color, or how many times you've eaten French fries, or mm-hmm. how many times you've watched a program, or, or listened to mm-hmm, Sam mm-hmm. Smith, or, or whatever. <laughs> so all this data is being collected. Yeah. So from a security standpoint, how do you feel about that? Um. It's it's exciting and also scary because. I, I love, again, I love this technology. I love seeing all, like, the potential of what we can do with this. Like, the fact that it's it's collecting all of this data to just better itself. I mean, that, that's AI in, in a nutshell. Like, it's always learning, learning, learning. The scary part, though, is how people, some people don't know this. So, like, it's it's all privacy. You know, when you, when you opt in to, oh, hey, you can use my data to better the technology, some companies don't use it for the right reasons um i remember reading an article about vizio tvs they uh if you connect this to the internet apparently they were actually they had a i think they had a um what is it called a uh well they had some, they there was something that was released from wikileaks that said that vizio they had a patent i think that where they will listen in or monitor everything that you're watching the fact that you bought the tv it was somewhere it, it was somewhere linked in where once you agree to the terms of service, they are allowed to use your data and and, and just see everything that you're viewing, everything that you're playing, as long as you're connected to the internet. Sure. And they will use that for advertising. Um, and I I don't personally like that. Like I, with me being into security, I'm also again, I guess like just anonymizing myself. Like I, Okay, so you mm-hmm. said you're against it, but like when you have those iPhone up, those uh, iOS updates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who reads that? You know, like, or, you know, do you agree with this? Mm-hmm. There's like pages. I'm oh like, yeah, no one reads it. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm all right. So obviously, I'm gonna, I gotta do this upgrade, and I'll just walk away from my phone for like five minutes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a pain in the ass. But yeah, it's, but yeah, exactly. Nobody reads that, and so those things that like, oh, oh, in terms of capturing data, mm-hmm. yeah, no, mm-hmm. nobody. If you think about it, nobody's gonna like it. Mm-hmm. But how many of us are gonna put up with it? I'd say it's probably the same, right? Yeah, yeah. probably like. If you were to do a poll and say, like, how do you feel about people collecting your data? People would be like, I prefer they don't. Yeah. Are you willing to sacrifice this new convenience? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I don't think, see, for me, 
personally for me, I'm going to find a way around it where I can still use it and, and I can at least anonymize myself too as much as possible. But to sacrifice the convenience, I, I do think the line does need to be drawn at a certain point. I, we're probably, for the Vizio, for the Vizio example I brought up, that line was crossed. I, I, don't, I don't like that at all because to some extent they weren't being completely honest with what they were doing. And once you cross that line when it comes to privacy concerns, I'm out. Like, I, I don't want to do it. Um, it's like Google. Google monitors you a lot. Mm -hmm. And and it's great. It's great to have all these maps and everything that, that will just don't know what I want before I even ask for it, you know? But there, there is a certain line. I don't think we're completely there yet. But there's a, there is a certain line where we do need to say, okay, this, this might be a little bit too much. And, and again, it, it, it's... There is a little bit of a conflict for me because I love technology and I love I love to see it growing, but there is that question: at what cost? Like, are we really just going to give up everything about ourselves? And some people, some people don't mind because they're like, I don't have anything to hide. Okay, so the flip side of that, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, we, I think we all have some of those friends that are kind of outliers of like, mm -hmm. fuck social media, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I, I applaud that. That's great. But then, like okay, well, I don't really know anything about what's going on in their lives mm -hmm. because, I mean, social media is like like fire, right? So it can warm you up, but it also can burn your house down. Yeah. So, But if you are completely off the grid in terms of social media, mm -hmm. then it's like, well, I'm not going to call you every day, right? So you're yeah. not you're not yeah. in that, like, that sphere yeah. of mine. Yeah. And as a result, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so there's so you can go completely off the grid. You can live in a compound in like Colorado <laughs> if you want to go that route. Yeah. But the way I see it is so the the analogy I always go back to is mm -hmm. technology is like a is like a current in, in in water. So you can resist it. You're just gonna get trampled. Yeah. So like Blockbuster, right? That's a oh. great example, right? <laughs> so they 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 were they were killing it. Yeah. And then they didn't want to go. They didn't want to embrace technology. And when they did, they had this weird service at the end. Yeah, I remember that. I, where I, you can like drop the DVD in the mail. Or yeah, something. It was, yeah, it was like a weird. It was like a worse red box. You know, a red box. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a worse red box. And yeah, Blockbuster. It, it was horrible because I, I remember that. I remember when um, Netflix came around, and, and I think Netflix was actually trying to get in with Blockbuster, and and they were just saying, who wants to stream? movies like everybody wants to pick it up so yeah when, when you do go against the grain when you go against technology moving you are going to get swept up in uh, another example is kodak so kodak obviously you know created the the camera yeah they didn't create the digital camera no. and now i don't think kodak's even a business no so, so, so my point is yeah. they held steadfast to we're not you know we're not we're not going with the current mm -hmm. and so we're gonna this is what we do and so mm -hmm. you know nobody gets their film developed you know, I don't think you even could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, unless you're... It's very niche. Like, yeah, if you're a professional, yeah. you, you really have to do it on your own yeah. or go to a lab or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's how I feel about technology. So at the same time, if I, I do want to live in the society. I don't want to be the Unabomber. I, I, I want to, you know, I enjoy the comforts of, of, of the inconveniences of technology. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I am apprehensive about issues of privacy, like you said. Yeah. So what I'm curious about, from your insight, you know, you know more about security than I do. Mm -hmm. What are some things that that people are just not aware of that that they're giving up on a daily basis? Um, I will just say simple PII, which is personal identifiable information. Like um, you, in 
simple things like let's say phishing attacks. So if someone sends you an email that says, oh hey, you know, your PayPal email needs to be reset, you need to make sure that um, if you click that link, make sure that there's a little lock on top that says, like, like you know, when you, whenever you go to a site, it'll be next to the URL. If there's a lock, then you're, then you're fine. But you gotta be careful about the sites that you go on and you enter your information. You know, you can't just trust any site with all your information. That's actually the biggest threat is uh, phishing emails for, for um, just from regular people, you and I. Because you're getting so good now where you have to make sure everything is good. You, you wanna make sure that the site is like it actually has all it you know like let's like I said the lock the um, if you go to the bottom of the screen you can check to see if everything is verified if it's verified by different um, site vendors like if it's actually if everything is working completely fine you want to make sure that all of the characters are correct so one of the tricks to is um instead of an I they're gonna use like an exclamation mark or or just or a lowercase L so it'll mask the fact that it's not the real site, that it's not the real PayPal or Facebook or anything like that. So I would say that's the that's one of the most important things because people get hit like a lot more than you know. Like it could be old grandmothers who just don't know. Like you know they just want to pay a bill. But that's the thing. People get hit, but they don't care. You know, like every day you read about like there was that thing about Target they got hit. Yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. I think I think it was Yahoo like a few months oh, ago. Oh yeah, Yahoo got I think they got three million. Uh, uh, accounts compromised. There was that uh, um, that um, financial company that uh, huh? Was it Deloitte? No, no, no. I wasn't thinking of Deloitte. The uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, they basically like check your credit. Oh, um, was it Equifax? Is that yes? Yes, Equifax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But people obviously were alarmed. Mm-hmm. But but they was just like for whatever. like twenty four hours, and they're like, "Well, that sucks." Yeah. Because and, and again, they, they have to stay on the current. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I'm not. What am I gonna do? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, for for that, there's not that much you can do in that case because at that point, it's really it's really the companies they're, they're supposed to protect you. Um, like I, at my time at City in in their cybersecurity department, you know, the consumers they trust the companies. Well, at least they're supposed to trust the companies, and we're supposed to have their back. We're supposed to make sure that we can protect your information because. You know, there's not much you can do. I mean, you, you have to, what are you gonna do? Just like, you know, have all your cash under the bed and, and like never actually have a credit card or anything like that. Like you, like you can you can hide for, for so, oh, so long, you know? You need to actually invest in some of these companies and make sure that they at least have your back. But but at that point, for, for Equifax, I mean, that was a situation where they just messed up. I think, it, I think the reason for that was just, um, there, somebody on their team just ignored a simple patch update, and it was ignored for like months. And it's simple; like it could be an iPhone update that they just mm-hmm. ignored, and and people were hit. And there's not much you can do other than um, I guess if you can switch the company that you're with, but it, it it's really it's really really hard. Um, I would say, like I said, for regular consumers, the one thing that you can try to protect yourself with is just be careful of the sites you go to and. A lot of a lot of browsers they actually alert you before you do it. Like there's times where um, a site can, like like the lock that I was talking about, it's basically making sure that that site is secured. So let's say if I had my laptop and if I wanted to see all the data that you were on, like if I was connected to the same um, wireless router as you, I can probably just route 
all the data from that site. If it's not secured, I can route all the data that you're putting in so I can take down your keystrokes, I can do all of that. That's why you wanna make sure that lock is there so that that means it's encrypted. Mm -hmm. And when it's encrypted, that means that anything I see in there is just gonna be a whole bunch of garbled mess. Um, but like, it, it's, just, it's just simple, just educating people, um, which is why a lot of companies do it. That's the most important thing. They try to test to see if their employees are, are on the up and up that they're not actually taking the bait on some of these phishing attacks. Um, but yeah, I mean, other, other than that, I, I don't, I, I don't know what, what is another good way to just inform people other than maybe the government taking a special, like, like, like sending out something like, like, cause cybersecurity is only going to get bigger and bigger, you know, with right. if everything going, there does need to be something out there that can inform people. Because we, we need it. Yeah, but I don't. I, I'm a little cautious of getting the government involved in the private, you know. Oh well, private lives anymore. Well, yes, uh, and for, for for that, I really mean just not that they're gonna take control of anything, Regulation. but just 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 to educate people. Not 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 on the sense of okay, you need to give us your kind of information. No, but just but just how they're to protect doing against it, anyway. it. Yeah. Oh no, they're definitely doing. It. They're <laughs> yeah. definitely doing it. So I'm sure you've probably experienced this. So if like I'm Googling something, right? And mm -hmm. let's say, um, I don't know. It could be like uh, cat food, right? Okay. And I'm like, okay, so that's you know, here's there, whatever. Okay, mm -hmm. so there's something new. Or maybe, not even, maybe I'm reading articles. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'll get, a, I'll get an email. An email from Amazon saying we've got Werva cat food on sale. Yeah, yeah. What, what? That's that's um that's your cookies. That's your cookies, man. The the that little setting that's in your browser, that's because you have your cookies turned on. And it, cookies, so that uh, for anybody who doesn't know, cookies is that it, it's basically that feature that anything you go to, like an ad or anything you search, it, and it's getting really bad now. If I can search, just like you said, cat food or this game or anything, in your same browser, it's going to advertise whatever you search for on whatever other site you're on so all of these sites are all these advertisers they are they're getting together with some of these sites to just advertise their their, um, their product and the moment you search their name that browser will pick it up and say oh hey this person searched up your um your product so we're just going to shoot it into their face to the point where it's just to me it's just a little bit too annoying and in my face i don't want to see the moment like, like just because I, I search something doesn't mean I necessarily want it and, and it's a little bit pushy you know especially when you're getting in your email when you get it on the next search you do and that happens that happens with me on um it's actually weird it's on Instagram like I can search something on my browser and then and I can go on Instagram and I'll see the same thing and the reason why what some people don't realize is that when you have everything connected when it's all connected in some way to link back to each other that's how they're able to tell that oh you're the same person yep. who's just searching up cat food yeah and and, yep. and that's that's the troubling part and what makes it worse is that some sites actually require like i think they actually say if you're viewing our site then that means that you automatically um you automatically agree for us to use your cookies to send you advertisements there's actually sites that that do um so why do they, why is it that this doesn't happen as much on the phone as opposed to um, um, a PC, I would say for me it's actually happening on my phone a lot. Yeah, I've been seeing it a whole lot. Um, on the phone, um, I would. 
That, I mean, that's a good question because I would honestly, everybody's on their phone. There's some people who don't even have like regular PCs anymore. Sure, yeah. um, I, the only thing I could say to that is, uh, I mean, maybe maybe because it's just not as many browsers that people have. I mean, people only use one browser, and it, it again, it just depends on which browser you're using if they're gonna keep, make sure that they have your privacy intact. Um, even though most of them don't these days. Um, so I have a question. So. Yeah. Um, I think for for most most laymen, they think when they think of cybersecurity of, mm. of a of a corporation, mm -hmm. uh, they they think of you know something from like like in Hollywood or like CSI or somebody's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. faces pressed against a screen and all these numbers <laughs> and like they're pounding against a yeah, keyboard. Yeah, yeah. So what are some like kind of obviously not secrets, but yeah. what are some like the daily operations that cybersecurity is requiring their employees to do? Like, um. What do you guys? like doing to to protect the 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 agency or company okay well um so cybersecurity is a very very huge field um there's a lot of key players that go into it people who work in compliance with risk management or um people who examine like code like the thing that actually makes your applications work um some of the things that people do um like let's say i well, at my time at Citigroup, i was a part of the vulnerability threat management team and what that basically means is that the let's say Microsoft they found a bug in their own software and for at least when it came to City what they do and and you can actually even look this up Microsoft at the I think it's the second Tuesday of every month it's called patch Tuesday and that's when they they release all their bugs and everything for the public so that they publicly disclose it and what I would do would just say okay is this relevant to City or and I'm pretty sure other companies have it where is this relevant to this and that and what I would do is ship it off to the development solution team. Now let's say on their team, they will look for what's the solution. Sometimes it could be a simple, um, somebody can, there's something called a SQL injection where somebody can just type a certain amount of characters, like you can type like five different characters in a search box. And if they type it in a certain way, they can easily find information that they're not supposed to find. Like on a, like on a, on a bank site, like for Chase, for Bank of America, Things like that, and and that's that's ways that they day to day that they actually find more and more solutions to help protect you because it's a constant battle. It's like a cat and mouse game. Mm -hmm. and like even with um, uh, let's say red hat hackers and white hat hackers, and the the meaning of that is a white. Well, actually, I think it's black and black, black, right? black and black and white. So black hat hackers are usually the ones who are more malicious, the ones who are actually trying to get your information and just it could be for. They just want to do malicious things. They can do it for self-gain, things like that. And then the white hat hackers are the ones who actually protect you and me. And um, it's usually a constant back and forth. It could be the black hat ones, are they're, they're always attempting to attack somebody's system and then we have to actually protect against it by doing whatever reverse engineering that we need to do to actually make sure that we don't get compromised. Because the moment you get compromised, I mean, it, it's bad for you, for you and me, and it's just bad. It's bad for everybody. You know, everybody gets hit. Like your information gets exposed. Um, it could be sold on on the dark net. So and and not a lot of people even know about the dark net. And dark net, you can get a lot of different things out there. Um, How do you access the dark net? So to access the dark net, it's it's funny. You, you have to use a. Want to explain very quickly what, oh, okay. for people listening who may not be as familiar. So the dark net is basically like the black market on the internet. Um, it, it's it's a specific part of the internet that you just can't get to on your own. You have to have a specific web browser, 
and and even a specific router can help but it's not necessary and basically it is a whole lot of things there's regular forums on the dark net there's um you can buy you can, drugs like, hire, yeah exactly you can you buy drugs, drugs you can like, hire like, hitmen like, exactly you can do, you can do a whole weapons. lot of things and and depending on where you go you could also get put on a list um the way to, to access the dark net like I said, the main way, um, in the most minimum fashion, you have to have something called Tor. So it's a T-O-R. It's a Tor browser, and through that, you have to Google. Um, you, have to, you have to. I forgot exactly. I haven't been on the dark net in a while, but, <laughs> but I, I, I have been on it a little bit. Are you bit. listening, government? <laughs> but but um, you have to Google. I think it's Onion. It, it's because the sites on the dark net. It's not like .com .net. It's usually. A whole bunch of gibberish like different letters and dot onion so usually you would have to google um a certain link and then you have to find which is the page to get you to the dark net there's different sites on the dark net like different um i guess you can say front pages of the dark net and they usually just look like a wiki page it's right. it's actually you very just kind of like go down that yeah you just go down that rabbit hole you just see where you want like they'll actually have a whole list for you they'll they'll say hey do you want drugs hey do you, <laughs> do you want to know what's going on in, so it's like uh, it's like Middle it's East? like craig's craigslist but it, yeah actually it really is it, it's it's funny it honestly if you I'm, I'm sure people know the pirate bay the pirate bay is where you can get all your legal copyrighted media and if you go on the pirate bay it pretty much looks just like that it, it, it's very minimalistic you know some people think that oh it's this really weird like dark zone where you know people have on their hoodies and they're all <laughs> yeah. typing skull and crossbones yeah. come up. And, and, it's, and it's funny because I, I used to think that a long time ago but when you when you get to it it's like oh this is it it's like it's I mean I mean what you, it's not supposed to be this magnificent place where it's supposed to be targeted like you don't want everybody to know but people know about it and also the government is watching that if you get if you search certain things then you will get put on a list but then the most important thing before you even go on the dark net is that you want to anonymize yourself. You want to make sure you can't be found. Right. Because, so you got to throw your IP address somewhere yeah, else. Yes. You have to, by using a proxy, by using a VPN. Um, there, there's a few ways. Like, I, I definitely use a VPN when going on the dark net. Um, sometimes I also use proxy chains. So it'll put me in Russia, it'll put me in Africa, it'll put me in different places. And um, with it's good that, for stalking, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> So what, what are some things, What, what are, uh, are you embracing all technology or are there some things that, that you're just kind of like, ah, I'm not really into that? Like for instance, um, I'm sure you may have been, you may have read about that uh, uh, Amazon has, is it Amazon? Yeah, has Amazon that new, is it uh, the, the store? The, the grocery store, the, yes, the, the yes, pilot yes. in Seattle mm -hmm. where there's no, there's no, um, there's no employees. So yeah. whatever you put in your bag, just, that's considered a purchase, you put it back yeah. and they're going to. They're gonna re-itemize it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm for that. Uh, again, there's there's a bit of the privacy concerns because, you know, I mean, I, I'm not the biggest conspiracy theorist, but from what I know, I mean, they could be collecting a lot more than just like like this could be a front to just collect more and more information, especially with mm -hmm. being able to just see you and analyze your face and do all of these things. You know, it could be innocent. It could be another way. There's definitely a way for them to make money. But there is that privacy concern that I still have with that. But again, I'm I'm not necessarily, I'm not against all of these things. I'm just, I'll go with the current, but I still want to know what's going on. Like, I, I'm always expecting to see, I want to make sure you guys are doing right by everybody. When you say, no, like, nefarious, like, what do you mean? Like, 
Um, gonna kill you? Or? I wouldn't say kill, but just but but again, it, it's all about it's all about privacy and, and just this whole advertising and just what can we ship. Well, that's to the you bottom line, and, right? They 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 these things need to get funded in a way, yeah. so they needs to be economic gain. Mm-hmm. So they're not all right. Using our example of. Um, uh, of the Amazon store, mm-hmm. they're not going to do it just strict out of convenience. They're going to yeah. do it because they're going to they get to they get to monitor mm-hmm. and track and 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 and, and collect all this data. That's they know they them. they know your route in the store. Mm-hmm. So if you are a consistent shopper, mm-hmm. they see your pattern yeah. all the time. Yeah. I remember once when I um, when I activated um, when I got my when I got my my my, my current phone. Mm-hmm. I was using maps, and I was like, you know, where you can just type in an address, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously it shows you where, you where to go. Yeah. It gave me an option. Like, do you want to go home? And I was like, well, And you're like, how do you know where home is? Yeah, I, I never even plugged <laughs> that in yet. But they knew where I lived. Yeah. Um, funny thing, I remember when, when I saw that, too. Um, actually, there was a setting on your phone where they will, it will track exactly where you've been going, where, like, it, it just like you said, if you've been there for a prolonged time, like, a, let's say home like they know if you're here for 16 hours of the day more than likely this is a home for you and then if you go to a certain area for eight hours and then back and you do that there's there's certain algorithms certain like methods that they have in place to determine what is home what is work what is this and it is creepy when there's no transparency and i think that's one of the most important things is transparency because if you don't tell anybody that you're doing this and then it just pops up out of nowhere. It's a little bit alarming. But I don't think people care. I mean, I care and I do oh, care. Oh, the, the masses... I, I don't think people care. The masses the masses don't care until there's a big enough noise and then they start thinking a, a little bit about it. And yeah, they, they don't care, but it, it's kind of like... Um, they don't care because they don't realize that... The, it can be a little bit deeper than that. I'm not saying that they're tracking everybody to know, like, okay, if you cross us, then we're gonna kill you or anything. But but it's it, it it's always a slippery slope because it's not that it's bad now. We're just we just need to make sure that it doesn't get too far. Because again, technology is always growing and that's cool. But let's just make sure we don't slip off the deep end to a point where we're going to use this information for like the the worst kind of way. I was actually glad when um. I think, I think when the government was after, um, I don't know if you know Edward Snowden. Sure. But I, or it was, it was either Edward Snowden or somebody else, and I think Apple, Assange. Or... Was it? It, it might have been Julian Assange. It was, it was somebody that the government was after, and they were going to Apple, say, hey, we need this person's information, and Apple. Oh well, was... that's a different case. So that was. Um, was that? Was that I don't think it was a whistleblower. Was... I think that was a murder case. Was it a murder case? And or no, that was a terrorist. That was a domestic terrorist, mm, and okay, okay. and his phone was maybe that was Orlando. The Orlando shootings, I think. Was it that? I feel like I it think. wasn't that that close. Wait, the oh wait, the Orlando shootings and at the club. I, yeah. The, oh, okay, that might have been it. And yeah. I think the his his phone was apprehended, but he was still on the loose. Mm, and so the government okay. said, Apple, yeah, we need to. See, you need to help us crack this phone. And, and they were like, Whoa, that's yeah. That's, and I'm not, and I'm not for that. To, listen. Like terrorists, but again, it's a slippery slope because the moment you let this one happen, you know things can get really bad. Like, like if you show them how to do it, or if you do it for them, it's it's really bad. Like you can't, we can't give the government that much power. You know. Like, but I'm surprised. Like I, I know Apple. 
Apple doesn't create. Um, I mean, Apple just creates like devices, and, yeah, and, and yeah. they don't really create systems per se. But I'm surprised mm. the government doesn't have anybody on their end to. I mean, I am. Yeah, that is very surprising. I mean, who knows? Maybe they didn't find a way. I, that that is very surprising because there's a lot that the government does actually do that people don't know, and um, just when it comes to privacy and just drone strikes and everything else, like there's a lot of things that they do where they should know how to crack it in some way. But I I don't know, maybe Apple. I, because I remember that there was a um, there was a privacy concern with celebrities where I think a whole bunch of um, female celebrities they got right. their their, um, their pictures um, thrown out there. So I don't know if they if Apple took the extra time to really get some some engineering going, some um, some application developers to try to make sure that it was secure. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they have their own team. But uh, number one thing with, with that, even with the Amazon Go, um, I'm for it. I'm for Amazon being Amazon. I would love to work at Amazon. I, I, I've been on Amazon Prime since since before everybody since it was seventy nine dollars just to even be on Amazon Prime. Um, but when it comes to security, again, it's it's a little bit iffy. But I'm I'm always trying to see as long as you don't cross that line, we're fine. You mean their security is iffy? Yeah, but well, security meaning like as long as they don't take advantage. I, I just don't want anybody to cross the line. I'm, I'm for technology moving but, forward. So what is your line? So that's what I like. Um, I mean, advertising is always going to happen, but um, I would say selling, selling, selling the the data to actually like I would say with the government, like if it actually has to do with the government, that's crossing the line. If it anything that would actually is malicious that would actually hurt the public. So anymore. our our information is already being collected and mm -hmm. and uh, like a third party vendor. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so I have a um, a friend that worked um, who, who works at a, at a at a company that's very similar to Huge, mm -hmm. um, and he said that he constantly gets vendors coming into his office. Like we we have this data. Mm -hmm. do, do you want do you want to pay for it? And that's advantageous to him because, mm -hmm. for instance, if he's doing a this actually happened, so he's mm -hmm. doing a campaign for Nike. Uh, for the demographic of you know of ur urban youth between 14 to 24 okay. so where do they go what do they like to do what do they you know what are they into mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so those are things that are going to inform his campaign right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that makes sense yeah. well this guy has all that information he's got information about you know what programs they watch, mm -hmm. what they like to wear, what mm -hmm. music they like to do, mm -hmm. like to listen to, uh, what stuff they watch on YouTube, and so yeah, so like he's like I don't. It sounds it's grimy, but I, that's gonna help my campaign, and that's gonna be more effective. Well, I don't, I don't, I would never put it off on. It, it's weird for me because um, I don't blame him necessarily for taking that opportunity. It's it's the people who are actually getting it, and it's and it's all about making it secure. Because once it's once the information is out of your hands, I don't look towards. I mean, yes, we need to track down to make sure that we can do whatever recovery and damage control that we can. But I look to see why didn't you keep this one? Like, like wh where was the um, where was the vulnerability at? Like, why were they able to take this data? Why were they able to do that? Um, and so when it comes to because we give it up 
Like oh, well, if, you're, if, if you're freely, freely giving it up, then no, yeah. No, but, but like that. what we were saying before, how about like, you know, all these, everybody's saying like, oh, you can secure your apartment, you know, mm-hmm. from the touch of your phone. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you can record yeah, your favorite shows from like, what, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To all that, people are giving it up. Yeah. No, I was, so like, uh, George Orwell, right? So 1984, mm-hmm. he, he predicted that, you know, we'd live in a big brother state and we'd be constantly monitored. Mm-hmm. Which is which, which, which scary is that that's true, but we, no, nobody had to take the information from us. We voluntarily give it up. Yeah. I mean, I remember, so I, I uh, went uh, overseas uh, recently, and my bank is Chase. And so what I normally do is I go and say, like, look, I'm going overseas. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you got a smartphone? I went, yeah. Like, your bank on your smartphone? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all right. We don't, you, don't, you don't have to tell us anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit um like wait what? <laughs> so I from a tech point. I, mm-hmm. I understand how that's mm-hmm. working, but like my point is yeah. So they're not just gonna. It's not like a piece of paper that lands on somebody's desk and yeah. like oh filed away. It's just everywhere, right? So we're all part of an algorithm. Yeah. So of course it's gonna be captured, and if you can make money out of it, mm-hmm. you're gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so because we're getting so accustomed to technology and uh, out of convenience, but also, and, and one thing, one avenue that you and I haven't really explored yet is the emotional aspect of it, right? So mm-hmm. the um, I read an uh, an article that said that people check their Instagram forty times, an average of forty times within the hour. Uh, oh, yeah, I could see that. Sure, I could right? see that. Right, so you're waiting on the. You're on the subway or you're in the bathroom. I see people like so I've seen the evolution of like, you know, being you know, being a scrap hanger in New York where mm-hmm. people went from reading books mm-hmm. to playing games on their mm-hmm. phone. Well people still do that. Yeah. Now I see a lot of people checking their Facebook or their Instagram on on, on, on the subway. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I don't care. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is like from from a, a a emotional standpoint mm-hmm. like why do you need to know or what's going on um, I'm not judging like I know it no no I, yeah I, I do the same thing and I don't know it's I guess it once it becomes a part of your normal routine because it's so quick and if like let's say for Instagram if you're following hundreds of followers I mean if you're just following hundreds of people I mean that's a, that's a pretty big feed and if you're following a news feed like it could be a gossip um, page it could be CNN it could be a lot of different pages it's always refreshing and you're always wondering okay what's new what's new what's new you're always just swiping so it becomes like this tick that you just need to do it I remember um, I took a break from uh, from social media like I just I deleted my Instagram I deleted my Snapchat I don't even have my Facebook anymore but what I noticed is that as soon as I opened up my phone, I would go to the page where my Snapchat would be exactly in the location. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. And I put it down. And then like three minutes later, I was doing the same thing. And I'm like, this is pretty crazy because it's like, it, we, we've just grown so accustomed to just always swiping and refreshing and mm-hmm. just like, we're consuming so much, so much content that it's it's a little bit in some ways I guess you could say it's troubling some would say that because 
it's almost like we, we can't focus on one thing. We always have to just go to the new thing, to the new thing. Well, it's dopamine, right? So yeah. if you if you know you post something about um, whatever it may be, right, mm-hmm. and then you walk away. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna open your phone and like, oh well, how many likes did I get? Yeah. Oh my God, I got seventy. What? <laughs> that's 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 pretty. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll never forget this. This was pretty recent. So I was at a bar. I was seated, but at the bar there were four girls, mm-hmm. and they were taking photos with their phones. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But they weren't taking photos of each of of like groups. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was doing a selfie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of <laughs> you know you know what's funny about that. So a lot of people, especially my age, um, they they do that. A lot of women, um, they'll do the whole like it'll probably be a song playing in the background, and it'll probably be on it, it'll either be a selfie or it'll be a Snapchat video. So they'll do this well, thing. Well, they'll like. It's superimposed like dog ears or something. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll have the filter with the yeah. dog ears or the or the flowers, and they'll just like record themselves, and they'll just stare into the into the phone like they're just seducing the phone. Yeah. And and there's a lot of women who do that. It's actually funny. It, like me and my friends joke about that all the time. And it, it, you know, it's funny. It's it's okay when you're looking at it. Like let's say if I'm on Snapchat and I see somebody who's doing it. It's like, okay, well, whatever. But when you're actually outside of that, when you're seeing them hold up that phone and doing it, and then it's like, this is this is what this is what we are now. Like, we're in a club or a bar. Exactly. You're in a public place yeah. with <laughs> real people around you. And you're, and you're flirting with your phone. <laughs> but I see it as, as a, a, a migration to virtual, like, more advanced virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are essentially, like... I'm going to check out right now mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at my phone because I don't want to like this. I'm going to take a break from this yeah. and I'm going to look at my phone because we've all and I'm not passing judgment. It's yeah. just an observation. Yeah. We've all passed by a, a cafe or whatever mm-hmm. and a bunch of friends are at the same table looking at their phone. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've checked out from that current state mm-hmm. to and I don't care what they're doing. Maybe yeah. they're doing we're like checking work emails yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or looking yeah. at. You know, Twitter. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. But my point is, they're not there. There, like right at that moment, they're mm-hmm. not. They're not. Um, they're elsewhere. Yeah. So that that's no different than putting on VR goggles, right? So that's where, and it's the, it's going to be the evolution of that. Mm-hmm. Of I'm, I'm not really here. I want to project to be something else. Yeah. And then from a an emotional standpoint, I think. So you have a little, di- you have a bunch of different characters that that occupy social media, mm-hmm. right? Particularly Instagram because that's mainly photos. Yeah. So you got somebody who I mean I read this article that people are renting jets so they can oh, so they can like I think I saw that yeah take, so take they can actually do, yeah, yeah take selfies with them with the jet. So then what? And then like I mean think, that's like empty calories, right? So I'm sure you feel great. You get like like 500 likes. Yeah. But think about what you had to do for that. Yeah. Um, I don't think, judgment or not, I don't know if I could ever sign off on that. Unless if, unless if this is really like, like it's it's cool for you, but it's also part of your job. Like if you're promoting something, that's gonna. Well, there get are you. a lot of. I, I somebody told me that these Instagram models are making a lot of money. Yeah, they're making a lot of money off of um just flat tummy tea and yeah. it's like just they just put out ads. They they put out a lot of ads that just showcases like. Showcase what they're doing, and they and they they purposely go to different spots to take these pictures. Um, it's 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 crazy. I mean, it's also just I mean, people like attention. I mean, people love attention, and just like you said, it's that dopamine, just seeing that people are paying attention to me, and just 
they just clicking like and like and like and then um, some people again they, they just do it for nothing which again uh, I mean so, uh, all power to them it, it it might look cool and I do start to wonder I'm like huh I mean how do you, like can you afford that job like cause, cause yeah. last, yeah. time, last time I heard you can't just um, that's that's a lot of money yeah. but um but yeah it's it, it's it's fun. this social media age is very very um it's very wild it's just if you were to do a poll of how people get their news mm-hmm. I bet you eight maybe higher but eight out of ten people would say they get their news through social media through their yeah. news feeds yeah that's how I get my news that's how yeah. I've been getting my news from for a while it's actually funny I feel like um I mean which which is fine because it's that generational gap but um. I've been on the up and up with just I mean they used to have RSS feeds uh, you know back in the day it, it, I, I've always used to have like some type of feed um, Twitter I've been using Twitter as a news feed for the longest while because it, it's, it's just it's instant you know I don't um, you know I don't really do the whole TV like, like I don't look at my local news because it's not fast enough for me and it's corny it, yeah it's it's just it's it's, it's all my, like segmented. Yeah, it, it, and that's the thing. My my mom, she loves her local news. She mm-hmm. she would love watching it at this time. And I'm, and I, I mean, she does have the CNN app, which gives her her news on news. Like if anything breaking happens, but I always say, I mean, nothing will beat social media today. Like at least with how fast you can get your news because it's instant. Like I can literally just take out my phone and just say, hey, I'm doing a podcast with Vandal right now, and everybody will know. And instead exactly. of me like waiting for eight o'clock to say, oh hey, <laughs> this is what I did, you know? Yeah. I remember, like when I when I was growing up, we had to do that. Like, so it's like, oh, we gotta run home because mm-hmm. like such and such is on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm wondering if this is the direction that we're going socially. What does that speak about community and how we interact with each other face to face and how we um, how do we feel about ourselves? Um, well, I would say, I mean, when it comes to community, uh, there was a, a, a report that I read that, that there was a, a, a huge depression found in, mm-hmm. um, high school girls due to, um, social like, media, yeah, all, all the social media posts that they're reading and not, not bullying. I, I don't mean that. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. like, oh my God, she's got a, you know, a, a brand new jacket or a yeah, bag. Yeah. Ah. yeah um, honestly, I, I mean, I would agree with that because I'm actually fearful for when my nieces grow up because this newer generation growing up, you know, they have tablets. They have these, some of them have these phones. I have a friend who, um, her, I mean, her daughter's young, but she has a smartphone. And I do think kids How should have a... Um, I think she is, I want to say seven, seven or eight. Yeah. And she has a smartphone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, actually who's she going to call? I, she's only supposed to call her mom and her father, but I mean, you're, you're setting them up early, you know, it, yeah, like, it, it it's like, I, I view a phone at an early age, like giving your daughter makeup at an early age. You're setting them up a little bit too early. Like that's, that's a little bit too fast. That and means it, the whole, her, their entire life they've had. Yeah. And, and you know what? The tablets are fine because the tablets are, they're really good learning instruments. But when you get to junior high and, and high school, like, I was on the tail end of that because the first iPhone came out when I, what was it? The was first it? iPhone came when I was in junior year of high school. 
2004? 2006? Something? It was 2007. Okay. 2007, because that was my junior year. So it was about 2007, and so I was on the tail end of that. I only had the, the smartest phone I had in high school was a Sidekick. It was a T-Mobile Sidekick. <laughs> I swiveled up. That was the smartest phone I had. Um, so with these, so with these smart devices and social media just being right there, kids, kids are growing up very fast, and also kids are subjected to a lot. Like they, like when. Oh my God! Yeah, you. You can go to, you can watch people get killed, you can watch it's, porn, you can do anything on your phone. But it, it's, it's crazy. And, and honestly, see, that, that I don't, I'm not, I'm not even putting too much weight into that because the internet was still around when I, when I was growing up. I mean, like, I, I remember American Online 1, so that's, that's fun. But I, <laughs> I, I was still on the internet looking at so many things, so that doesn't bother me too much. It's the fact that it's the social media. Social media is what makes it so much worse because... Just like you, you mentioned, I mean, it could be it could be cyberbullying, but just like you mentioned with just that attention, the envy, yeah, it, or it's, the uh, I'm not like what is my worth exactly, and and it's and it's it's kind of troubling that you have kids growing up with these phones in their faces at such an early age. There, it, I don't, I don't, I can't understand how it is to grow up with that because that's not what I had. So what I was, what I was saying before about like we, they, everybody has these certain identities mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they they get on. So you've got like, one is like somebody who's like a fitness monster. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I don't, I don't care. And then you've got somebody who's like a social justice warrior. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, relax. I mean, talking about yeah. you, you yeah, yeah. may know or in your orbit. Mm-hmm, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about celebrities. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got like the the motivational speaker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. And it's like, but, and then you know, but then you compare it to the person you actually know. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, they're, they have their online persona. And yeah, and then, I, I do. Yeah. Right? So I'm not, exactly. So yeah. we, you create it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I wonder if that's healthy if you do that at such an early age. So I, I have nieces too, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so my. <laughs> They're, you know, typical typical girls yeah, who, yeah, yeah. you know, get bored very easily. And mm-hmm. one time I was kind of cool and now I'm not. <laughs> and then I go on her and she's, uh, the older one has Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I go on her Instagram, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You got I, a boyfriend? I... <laughs> <laughs> she, they're like in middle school. And I'm like, you got a boyfriend? What, what is this? Oh, man. That's... And she, what I'm saying is she, that's that's not like... She has a new, like. She's like Batman. She's mm-hmm. like put on this identity. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I I'm. I, I don't even want to like. I don't want to imagine when my nieces grow up and I have to deal with that. Um, it it's it's definitely it's definitely crazy. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy for kids to have all of that in their face. But it's weird because it's not going away. It's obviously not going away. Like we're not going to just shut down social media. Obviously, parents do have to be involved for that. And know how to control it, but you can't. You can't, in my opinion, you can't control with an iron fist all the time because you don't want to. Like I mean, at least from when I was growing up, you don't want to like be too overbearing because then they're just gonna run away and do it more. Um, but for for kids growing up these days, I I really could only imagine what they have to do. Like all the stuff that they like to be popular and to do all of this. Like what you're trying to post and. And this, that, and the third, and then people talking about you once they see your social media, and the way you're trying to be cool is that you're not going to have your, your profile private. You're just not because you want more people to see. You want that attention. You want to, 
maybe you want to make it big. Maybe you want to be like one of these Instagram comedians or models. Yeah, or anything I, else. I would imagine we're gonna be at a point now, like probably soon, where like teachers have like their name and like their mm-hmm. IG account, <laughs> <laughs> and then like students can access it. And... Oh, it and, and you know, you know, it's even really worse. I mean, again, I was coming off the tail end of, um, I would say, um, what's usually supposed to be called, I think, Internet 2.0, of coming out from high school. It, they always told us, you know, be careful what you post on the internet, be careful what you do that, or whatever. It wasn't like this now. I mean, there's so much, many outlets that you can post to and, and do all of this, and that stuff doesn't go away. I mean, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a site called The Wayback Machine, where, like, you know, they'll have, like, you can look at sites in the past. Like, you can look at a you can look at um I don't know like um, Facebook right now from how it looked in um well, like two thousand and seven like two thousand nine like you can look at that on the Wayback Machine. There are different ways that you can find these people like what they used to do. And yes, when they're kids, you know you just put it off. Okay, that's kids being kids. But it doesn't stop people from discriminating no matter what. Wait, so Wayback is a uh, it's like a device? Or it's a, it it's like- a it's a website. It's a website that you can go onto if you Google Wayback Machine. It'll bring you to the site where then you can enter a website name and then it'll give a lineup of like different, it basically, um, it's like it's going back in time to view those right, sites. Okay. And you can actually go through the site as if it was 1999. Like you can actually just go through. So Some pages are not, not available, but a lot of the pages are. You think, you think like colleges and universities and employers are using this? I think employers most importantly I may maybe not I mean I, I don't know too much right now with with schools going that hard and thorough but there are always ways of getting information just like what we're talking about the security there's always ways to just find out information on people and even if it's not just employers it could just be again their peers I mean get a kid who knows something and they can do some damage and, and right I'm sure you probably like I this happened to me like I you know you you create a, a friendship with somebody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, friends have told me like when they started dating somebody they're mm-hmm. like oh cool and then they go to their social media like who the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's just like I really do worry for the new generation growing up and that's just because you know me and you we know how to handle this like you and there's and there's some adults who don't know how to handle social media like they're still acting like they're in middle school but there's still that bit of like, it's not the end all be all. It's not your. It's not our world. Like it's a world. It's it's one aspect, the digital world, but that's that's just an online thing, you know. For for these kids growing up, you know, it's it's a part of their 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 social life growing up, and it's a part of their high school career. It's a part of their middle school career, and and some parents are buying their their. And I think ones. I agree, and I think that is informing how they're they're behaving. Yeah. Like so, right? So people behave a certain way online right mm-hmm. so you've got your trolls and yeah. your you know um, uh, morality champions or, mm-hmm. or motivational mm-hmm. speakers right we mm-hmm. established that yeah. so you're going to act behave a, communicate a certain way online mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and then in there, there's real life where yeah. you become you know you, you have to become Clark Kent again or whatever mm-hmm. but I think like when uh, when does that those lines when do they become blurred you know what I mean especially if you're dealing with social media at such an early age yeah. so if you um like you said your uh was it your 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 friend's daughter who mm-hmm. has a, a smartphone at seven yeah. so think about when she becomes 21 
right? So how and she's been she's been posting <laughs> all her life. Yeah. I, I I know couples that create Facebook accounts for them for their relationship for their babies that aren't born. Oh, okay. So when I, mean, the, I, know, I know some people make like Instagram accounts for their pets and, and all that, and then Facebook account, accounts for their pets, but I've never heard of a, for their unborn child. So when the baby wow. is of age, he or she can take it over. That's interesting. Could you imagine that? I like, mean, you're I, like, I, I, wouldn't, like, I wouldn't do it. I don't, like, I don't see the point of doing it. But, um, but that would be scary. Like, you're like, here's your photo album, and like, you posted all this shit. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not, I, I think, and, and to each of their own, like, power to people, but some things don't need to always be up. You know, like, but I think that's going back to what we're saying, like emotionally. Yeah. So my theory is that I think a lot of times people don't know who they are. So when you said you took a step back from from social media, I think most rational people do at some point, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, maybe a day, right, yeah. or maybe even longer. Yeah. I think because you don't you want to turn down the noise. Because yeah. you're, you're, it's diluting who you are, who you're trying to be, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's important in any aspect of of the human experience mm-hmm. is finding out who you are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter your age, and you should always be asking that, and it should always be a sense of discovery, like mm-hmm. who am I, what's important to me. But I think if you don't know that and you avoid that question, mm-hmm. then you're going to go to the instant dopamine, right? Yeah. So it's like. Um, yeah, just just piling on junk food, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so and then there's an instant hit of like, oh well, you know, you know, uh, Bobby liked what I posted, and yeah. we've got discourse or whatever, yeah, or yeah. I read this article about uh, Vince McMahon or something or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. It may. And so then you get the ball rolling, and yeah. you've got a, a distraction, and you don't have to take you don't have to take care of this thing that that's you. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to get back on that path that is that can be difficult, mm-hmm. and so I think it becomes cyclical. So you keep doing it, yeah. and so then you don't have you don't have an operating system. Mm-hmm. You just have like you're just going on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. You know, um, funny thing. At least when I was growing up, the the most I would have to deal with that is um, I'm sure you remember AIM, uh, AOL <laughs> Instant Messenger. That the most that my generation had to deal with was um, me putting like a passive aggressive status. Like like if like if I was mad with somebody or a girlfriend or anything or she was mad at me, it'll be like like we won't talk to each other, but we're gonna say something in the status message that everybody can see. Except people probably wouldn't know it was us if like maybe if we had mutual friends. But it'll it'll be like oh. Um, if only people just call you when they want you to like like just something really passive aggressive that that was like the extent so when when i do see these kids and i and, I, and i've seen different pages of all these kids and, and their identities and and it's and it's funny because if you talk to these kids they're, they're not going to be that person online they're, they're really not mm-hmm. I mean, which makes sense i mean we all troll i troll online too sometimes not not, not to any crazy extent but you know um it's just Kids don't know how to handle it, like they don't, because like they still need more. They still have more growing up to do. Um, so I, I could at least say that it, it it's very um very very troubling, in in my opinion, for how things go. And and I'm just gonna say I'm never making a Facebook account for my child. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> that is not happening at all. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I will admit I am guilty of uh, so the, the the cats have their own Instagram. That's fine. That's yeah. a, I like cats. So make yeah. make a Instagram. well. They're, they're they're rescues, so we're promoting. Oh, okay. You know that you okay. should adopt, and okay. it's adopt don't shop. And uh, well, actually, anybody listening, the it's uh, Cersei Sherman. If anybody wants to, they 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 get more hits than I do. I like my, <laughs> but that, that's that's fine. Um, so uh, I got a few questions for you before you before you wrap up. Okay. Okay. So it's something I ask of all my guests. Um, I'm gonna hit you with this one first. Mm -hmm. So uh, you just said you had a birthday, right? You're 20... yeah. 26. 26. So if you could go back in time to the 18 uh, year old version of you, okay, what kind of conversation would you have with him? Um, I would say. Josh, you know that you just graduated high school. You know that things are looking a little bit rocky. But just know that you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right with everything that comes along. Because even though you know every day is a challenge, even though you know that you've been dealing with depression, just know that people will always be there for you. And as the fight doesn't stop, but you're gonna be all right, and you're gonna you're gonna be on your way to be successful and to make a whole lot of outstanding relationships. I think you're gonna save a whole lot of money. <laughs> that too. You're gonna, gonna make say, a whole lot of money. I was gonna say, wow. Okay. So he, maybe he doesn't have to rent the, the the jet. He could just get his own. All right. So this our our whole conversation has led up to this. Okay. And this is what I I've. Uh, you know, the, the, the creme de la creme. Okay. So right now, um, in this moment in your life, mm -hmm. what is happiness to you? Um, happiness, I would say happiness is just, um, it's weird, because right now I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a transition phase, and I haven't been the, happy, the happiest person. Uh, I've been, I just mentioned that I've been dealing with depression, and um, it, it's, it always pops up if I'm not busy or if there's some things going on through my head, but I'm, I'm still looking for happiness. And I would say my happiness is just pushing, pushing forward and reaching my goals. Like when, when I can, when I can actually reach my goal and accomplish something, I do feel good. I feel like everything is moving. I feel like as long as I keep moving and doing more work and, and bettering myself and also helping people, that is my happiness because um, it, it's for me it's, it is hard it is hard to be happy because sometimes you know I, I, I do like my own space but I also just want to work with people I want to be able to help them I want to be able to to be successful so I can help more people so I would say that that would constitute as me being happy that's my happiness awesome Josh thank you so much for doing this thank you I appreciate it man uh, appreciate it's, it. uh um, so, uh, as I always say, uh, sweet listeners, you're a part of this conversation too. You're just on the quiet side. So, I appreciate you. Um, Bodhisattva, go out and do good in the world. Thanks. Don't sweat the technique. Let's trace the hits and check the file. Let's see who bit the dot tech the style. So it can't get filed, at least not now, it'll take a while. I change the pace to complete the beat. I drop the bass to
to them, see get weight. But every road they trace is a scar they keep. Cause when I speak, they freak to sweat the technique. I made my debut in 86 with a melody and a president's mix. And now I stay on target and refuse to miss. And I still make hits for beats. All these clubs and cars and jeeps. My underground sound vibrates the streets. MCs wanna beef and I play for keeps. When they sweat the technique. Have a rip the wreck, but researchers never found all the pieces yet. Scientists try to solve the context. Philosophers are wondering what's next. Pieces took the lab to observe them. They couldn't absorb them, they didn't deserve them. My ideas are only for the audience ears. My opponents, it might take years. Pencils, pens, and swords. Letters put together from a key to cause. I'm also a sculpture, born with structure. Because of my culture, I'm a ripper constructor. Style that'll be full of technology complete. Sights and new heights after I get deep. You don't have to speak, just see. And peep the technique. But don't sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique. 